0: WTEL podcasts are powered by Stanley Steamer Air Duct Cleaning, Delaware's clean air experts. Call one eight hundred Steamer. A former papal nuncio, that is Vatican Holy See Ambassador to the United States, claims in an 11-page letter that Pope Francis and Pope Benedict have been aware of sexual misconduct allegations against former D.C. Archbishop Cardinal Theodore McCarrick years before McCarrick resigned only this summer. And speaking to reporters aboard the papal plane returning to Rome from Ireland, Pope Francis declined to address the claims but said the letter speaks for itself and that papal uh, comment itself has provoked a lot of soul-searching, pun intended. Tracy Wilkinson, national correspondent Los Angeles Times, com, has been among those uh, following the story and extraordinary series of developments over the weekend. Uh, Tracy, uh, tell us more about uh, what the Pope had to say, which was very little, but also the reaction to this.
1: Well, yes, he had very little to say about it, um, but seemed to be dismissive of the claims in um in the former nuncio's uh, letter, um, which was, you know, part uh, accusation, but also part sort of very homophobic kind of language. We have to remember that there is a wing within the Catholic Church that has um, sort of been gunning for Pope Francis for a long time, and they have sort of seized upon this issue. I'm not saying that, you know, the church handled or the leadership handled well the whole sex abuse scandal. They did not. But um, we have to sort of take this uh particular um, uh Archbishop Vigano's uh accusations with a grain of salt.
0: A grain of salt, uh, perhaps another pun intended or otherwise. <laughs> but uh, it, it does bring to mind, though, that uh, this annuncio did remain in Washington for uh, a brief time during Pope Francis's pontificate. And I know there's even a debate as to whether he was formally ousted or whether the the Vatican just chose not to renew him when he approached the retirement
1: age of 75. Yeah, no, that's a good question, and I don't know. I assumed he had, um, you know, retired as they must do at age seventy-five. Although um, the Pope can allow them to stay longer, I I assumed he went on his own, you know, uh, under the under the rules. But I don't know. Um, he had he had created a certain amount of mischief while he was here. Uh, when Francis came in twenty fifteen, he uh, you know brought some people to meet with uh, the Pope, who I don't think the Pope, uh, if he had known who they were would have agreed to meet with them and it gave sort of political fodder to the the right-wing part of the church. Well,
0: famously, the co-
1: county clerk in uh,
0: Kentucky who refused exactly. to uh-huh. grant uh, marriages uh, to gay couples, yes. and then it, it is uh, alleged or reported, I don't know whether it's been fully uh, corroborated, that the nuncio set up this meeting with Pope Francis, and Pope Francis had little forewarning of what he was going to get into in terms of this political divide within the church and within the country
1: generally. Yes, well, that's correct. That's what the Vatican said, that he had no idea who this person was, and then it was Vigano, this, this former annuncio uh, that set up the meeting and so it was a little uh You know, uh, embarrassing and a little um, uh, contentious on the part of Vigano to do that.
0: And the nuncio thought to be just an absolute opponent of LGBT rights even in a secular context not talking necessarily just about the theological context, but I I guess that uh, brings to mind, once again this notion that just because you are gay doesn't mean that you have a a predisposition to uh, wanting to be with uh, a young person just as if one is heterosexual doesn't mean that you necessarily uh, Want to be with somebody very young, and of course that debate has raged for years now.
1: Right? No, exactly. Vino is trying to say that pedophilia and uh, homosexuality are one and the same, and of course that is not the case. And Francis has been much more uh, tolerant of of gay people. He has been very understanding, uh, very receptive. And this really irks a lot of the more uh, conservative members of the, of the Church Well, oh, in
0: Ireland itself, I guess Pope Francis once again said to parents of, of uh, sons and daughters who appear to be gay or profess to be gay that, you know, uh, do your best as a parent and be tolerant and don't judge and that kind of thing, which is anathema, pun intended, to the traditionalist wing of the Church, although the Pope is not formally uh, changing doctrine, so there you go. Uh, I, I guess, though, the other interesting part to this is that the, the timing of it came right as the pope was in ireland already under tons of criticism in connection with the clerical abuse scandal in the case in washington and pittsburgh and uh... critics not necessarily just from the conservative right of the church but from the left not to mention from without the church uh... saying the, the pope has apologized and spoken platitudes but where's the action what what has he done concrete to do his best to assure that there's no
1: repetition Well, I think that's what everyone is still waiting to see. Yes, he has apologized. He's met with victims, but I think a lot of people want to see some concrete action—a you know, a a way to punish and hold accountable bishops who have protected the the uh, predator priests. And more firing of priests, not just you know sending them off to another church, but actually removing them from the from the uh, priesthood. And so yeah, people are waiting for real action. He you know his heart's in the right place in terms of apologizing and being very sorrowful for this but people want to see action.
0: Well, final point about this, the Nuncio calling for the Pope's resignation. Uh, I mean, talk about going up all the way on this issue. Uh, And now the question is to how many many more on the traditionalist side of the church are going to demand that?
1: Yeah, good question. It's a lot of chutzpah, isn't it? (laughs) To really mix our metaphors. But uh, yeah, no, it's very unusual for a, uh, you know, a person within the church, a senior uh, uh, cleric, to ask for their demand, the resignation of the Pope. That's just, you know, you don't do that. And so I don't. Others will join the call, but it is certainly, you know, raise the issue and and put the spotlight on the. Well, I
0: mean, in that context, uh, I mean, uh, not just uh, any critic in the church. I mean, a former Vatican ambassador. I mean, you just you you think about that in terms of if if there had been a call for a pope to resign 30 years ago, it would have been mind-boggling, staggering. Mm -hmm. You know, I like so many things in our world, some things that we now take for granted would have been absolutely beyond the pale 20 years ago to hear.
1: Exactly. Exactly. No, oh, and, you know, we've had a pope who has resigned, that had never happened. In On, the his, history own, of the On his own
0: volition, although exactly. it, has it, been re- but-
1: it has been reported that
0: uh, perhaps Benedict uh, saw this uh, firestorm coming and, and uh, decided to wash his hands of it. But, okay, Tracy, thank you so much for your insights. Appreciate it. Thank you. Tracy Wilkinson, national correspondent of Los Angeles Times, LATimes.com.